excited right here. My name is Frank Zico. I'm with the Bo Wallace organization. Please watch my current event show every Mondays and Wednesdays when I'm talking about IT, sports, and entertainment. Don't touch that dial. Alright guys, it's Ben Yuko here right now with Zone Wall 3. I wanna I wanna make sure that everybody gets to understand we're under um you all been noticing that Facebook has been down for the rest of the day, but that doesn't matter here because sooner or later we will be having a website up here at Zone Wall 3. So just gonna make sure everybody is in on the loops of everything. Those and everything. So what I'm gonna do right now, right now, is get the music already prepared and stuff. So we will get we'll get the show on the way. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Oh, oh, everybody had a great weekend doing. I saw that's like his his in since I my my thing is going up right now so let's go a quick interruption yeah you, you, um so that's so while I was uh, I was continuing to say Facebook is completely down I have my I have my my thing up here. So we're gonna gonna try to get the thing recorded as much as I can, much as much as much as I can today. So so let's see if I can get my let me try let me try this let me try this again. Today, we're gonna get. It. Let me get. Let me get a good sound today. So that's. Oh, here, here, here we go.
All right, guys. It's been Yuko back again with you guys. It's, 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 it's hear that song here. I'm just trying to get this up. Ready? All right. Let me just get this article out then. All right. Just so let me just. Uh, Uh, they just, uh, so I'm gonna post it up. I'm, uh, I'm gonna post the show. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Let me, let me, let me, let me do this. Let me do this right now. Let's do this. Let's see if I can get the video launched here today. My video, so okay. All right, so so my live video is not going up here, guys. I want to say this. Hello, everybody here. My name is Ben Yuga with the Zone Media Enterprises. Welcome to the current event show. On this Monday, October 4th, 2021. Since I'm going to do this podcast, I've been doing a podcast edition today. Since we don't have the the actual thing up about this whole R. Kelly thing. So, first we're going to start with this R. Kelly thing going on. We're going to... So we're going to start with that today. So we're going to get right to it. All right, here we go. Welcome back to CBS Mornings. We have more of our exclusive interview with R. Kelly survivor, Alfreel Clary. A jury convicted Kelly this week of nine charges. Now five of those related crimes committed against her, including transporting a minor across state lines to engage in sexual activity. Clary, who is now 23 years old, says Kelly abused her verbally and physically for years. The first time we met her, she was 21 years old, and she was still living with R. Kelly. We spoke with her again yesterday. It's her first interview since the trial. Come on in, Elzor. Well, you look good. Thank you. So do you. This is a grifter right here. So get ready to listen. I'll just start with this. I'm really glad to see you again because I wasn't sure I'd ever get to talk to you again. Mm. I'm very happy to be here and with you again as well. It, it feels like a full circle moment to me. When we first met Azriel Clary in March of 2019, she had been living with R. Kelly for almost five years and was one of his fiercest supporters. You guys don't know the truth. You guys are believing some facade that I can't be saying. Clary and another woman, Joycelyn Savage, told us then that they were in a relationship with the embattled R&B singer. But Clary left the apartment she shared with Kelly in Chicago seven months after our interview. I was lost and um, I, was, I felt invisible and, you know, I, I gave someone that control over me mm -hmm. uh, to basically make me do whatever it was that they wanted me to do and mm -hmm. act however they wanted me to act. During R. Kelly's trial, she testified that he began sexually abusing her when she was just 17 years old. At the time of the interview with us, were you afraid when you were sitting there talking to us? I was. He needed his interview first. I can do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Yo, Kelly, we did He came in. And he told us to be angry and be upset, and she was going to try to do this, and you get it. And he told you that? Yes. And, and so we were, we came in angry. So he told you be angry? Yes. And um, I was scared because I was like, I don't want the world to see me this way. You know? I don't, I'm lonely. I'm scared. I'm compassionate. And um, 
no one got to say that for me. <laughs> no, you know, it's interesting because your dad called me after and said, that is not my daughter. Mm -hmm. That is not who she is. That is not how she speaks. That is not what she believes. And during the trial, you testified that uh, you said, I was not honest in the interview that you did with us. Yeah. What, what were you not honest about? Everything. Everything. Everything, yes. Right there, she would uh, be alarmed right there. So, remember, this is this was never about this R. Kelly thing. And let's do this this way. I am no supporter of R. Kelly's dirty actions. Not once and never will be a supporter of R. Kelly's actions. Okay? Okay, and what will never be is an actionary stuff. And will never support dirty behavior like this. Messing with minor children. Never. But what I will say here, I'll say here, I'll say here, I'll say here that that the, some of these some of these alleged victims, some of them are not victims. Some are not. Some are and some were exploited by their parents. You know why? Because they were drying up the money. They were using their daughter. They were pimping their daughters. Like Alyssa Curry, Jocelyn, Savage. They were all being. Uh, uh, so. So pimping our daughter. So let's listen to that part again. Uh, you said I was not honest in the interview that you did with us. Yeah. What, what were you not honest about? Everything. Everything. Wow. <laughs> and, and so, whoa. so, so, what's the what's the big what's the what's, what was the mess up about it? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So this was all all this time. This was like one big. This was one big, dirty fucking graft. It was a big, 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 big grip. It was a big grip for you. Okay. Okay. Snaking people. And doing things for money. So get ready. We're gonna listen to the more of this because this never dies. Everything. Yes. You you know, before that interview, um, you know, he had us practicing every single day. Practicing what? Answering questions. And if he didn't like our answer, he would tell us exactly which way and how to say it. So anytime you mentioned well, anything, yeah. I'm just I'm stunned by this. Yeah. So and anytime you mention anytime you mention anything about sexual preference, we already know to say, I'm not here to talk about that, because that's what he told us to say every single that's time. That's exactly what you said. First of all, I'm not here to talk about my personal life, okay. and I would never share with no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom. So when the interview was over and you all go back to his apartment, the three of you, what is the conversation? He was so happy. He was happy. He was so happy. He was like, you guys did amazing. You know, you did so well. You carried yourself so well. I believe he even, like, got food and things to celebrate. That's how happy he was with that interview. And I was just there like, wow. What, what did he think about how he came across when you all did? Uh, truthfully, he thinks, I think, he, he believed that he had, he done, he had done well. He, he felt like he had really uh, did a, made a great reflection of himself and where he was in life and how all these women were lying on him and how all these people were just, you know, out to get him and, you know, that sympathy card that he just loved so much. Did you ever have conversations when he wasn't around to say, this is not good, this is not healthy, you got to get the hell out of here? Did you ever have any conversations I like that? I feel like a lot of people tried, but everyone always got beat over it because he was very good at manipulating the situation. So even if he knew or not, he would basically say, he could come in this room right now and he would say, you know, 
I've already spoken to Joy. She's already told me exactly what you guys have been talking about. You have five minutes to be honest, or you're going to be thrown around this entire room. <laughs> Everything that we were living in had become very normal. And um, to, I had to break out of that. I had to realize that this is actually abnormal. Yeah, the dysfunction was so prevalent that after a while it did feel normal to you? It did because it was not only me, it was other women, other women who were older than me. You know, when I met him at 17, he had four other women. And so these women are all normalizing his actions. And you have assistants normalizing his actions. And you have workers and security and everyone else that normalizes it. So you, me being very young at that time, I just learned to normalize it. <laughs> wow. That's, 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 um, that's unbelievable, folks. But you know what, folks? That's what happens. That's what happens when you start... Happens when your parents were all getting that money, letting you be exploited. Do I feel bad for her? Yeah, because because they used you to do. They your parents used you to get careers, to get a pop off, get everything. But again, let me repeat this again. Everybody that was in on it. From Blackground Records to Jive to Sony, all the heads knew all the they all all the people, everyone that was playing ball with this R. Kelly thing, and then you you can get a heads up of everything of what you're doing. This is so unbelievable and so unacceptable. You got you got to go you got to go to jail. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go to jail. You gotta go to jail. You got to go to jail. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta go to jail. Because you absolutely completely messed up on this trial. Completely inappropriately touch a woman with this stuff. And the fact that they're not doing anything about it should tell you this was all about money. Okay? That's it. Let me say this again. We don't support R. Kelly fucking with, getting with Aaliyah. We don't support it. But people knew our... People, people knew that R. Kelly was 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 known to be messing around. Does he need psychological help? Hell, fucking yeah, he needs to be psychologically helped. But the parents, Aaliyah's parents, for child endangerment? Oh no, 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 no! You can you can take a dirt nap. Aaliyah's parents. In the family of a Blackground, Jive, and Sony, all of them motherfuckers, you 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 gonna take a dirt nap? You you endanger that you're endangering these children and you're storing money. Like Dream Hampton making that film, and and you get money out of it and try to catch money. Did you go help those? No, 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 no. You're gonna you're gonna take a dirt nap too, just like the rest, just like Aaliyah's parents are. Everybody that's involved that got us and dumped into grown ass men exploiting these children through grown ass men is totally inappropriate and cannot be tolerated. Can absolutely could never be tolerated. Whatsoever. Okay. Can never be tolerated. We can't tolerate this behavior. We cannot tolerate this behavior once forever. Cannot tolerate it once forever. And will not tolerate it. Okay? You understand? This was... So, that trial, yes. But some errors... Some of these charges were... Over... Over the top. Just like, oh yeah, and also, 
And if Tasha came out that information and they found out that she and and you can tell of all the other scandals she's been involved for and even having her give you that information to have you set up on a basket that 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 officer needs a dirt nap too. And if that all comes true, it sounds like it is gonna come true. Tasha K also needs a dirt nap too. She she needs to take the dirt nap. What? Um. Okay. Because you are out here and distorted this whole story for your own benefits and keeping you people messed up. Okay. Through trauma and exploitation. No way. No way. No way. You can sit up here and say that this is appropriate. This is very inappropriate behavior. And people knew about it. And did absolute nothing. Okay? So I'm done with this story. And we're gonna we're gonna go on to the next thing. We're gonna talk about these twins. And then I'll, and then I'll talk about Will Smith's thing. I'll just go over the, the pieces of Will Smith and then I'll be done. I'll just rest it. Then we'll talk about Rhapsody and Technica. We'll get out of here. Okay. So let's let's go on to the twins. You know? So we're gonna talk about I wanna I wanna get this. So the twins won yesterday, they won this weekend, they won Friday. They lost Friday, but they had two or three out of games. Typical twins trying to see what we got for now. So Okay. So I'm gonna play a, a clip. A clip of this. They're gonna tell. I might play a clip of it. They're gonna talk about. Closing changes on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, they've gotta be closing changes. So give me a second. I'll, I'll load this up. Okay. Okay, guys. Take a listen to this. Buddy, you can't keep doing this to yourself. Right. And he stopped doing it to himself. Right. And then he broke his he hand on his fist or whatever. whatever. Right. And that was the first thing. I, I also just think that the stacking on top of each other at a at a time when he was playing better, yeah. not only than right. he ever yeah, has, probably. but anybody ever yeah, has probably. in Twins history, uh, definitely frustrated. So, so, I mean, so, I think he's frustrated. I think fans are also frustrated, right? I mean, you, sure. you can enjoy what you see and still be like, yeah, but. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, to, I, to I get, just to, wish that was worth to get a taste and not be able to eat the whole meal. I just, that, you know I, I mean? wish that wasn't the first and only reaction for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Because you're missing 61 games of a guy who's, like, playing not only just yeah. at, like, an MVP level, but, like, a level you just don't see uh, from a player like him at a position that he plays. And I feel like this year's going to end, and, like, people are still just going to go, yeah, Buxton's the guy who was hurt all the time. Yeah, he's also the guy who slugged 650 for, mm -hmm. you know, 280 yeah. plate appearances. His adjustment, well, I don't know if it was an adjustment or if he's just that healthy uh, late September where suddenly the inside fastballs and such, uh, oh, I can hit those, and I can hit those hard again. You know, that early on I was worried about my hand on those. I'm not worried about my hand anymore uh, come the last week of uh, September. I'm just going to drive all of those to the left field foul pole. That's going to go That's gonna go a long ways now. That was fun to watch. He also yeah. did, he drew a bunch of walks in September, which he never does before, you know, had never done before. He mm -hmm. drew more walks in September than he had, like, in the previous 200 games, basically. You, you got, I got the sense reading the quotes out of that thing and just something to me that, that I don't know, that, that he's set for a big year next year. I mean, it, it feels to me like there is certain, like, like, like he has reached a level of maturity or a level, like, something, right. something switched in him this season such that I don't know if it's about taking care of himself or, you know, avoiding risky plays or, you know, just calming down a little bit. I think it's, you know what I mean? A couple it, things. It felt to me like he calmed down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a real kind of 
you know, he's an even keeled guy. I would say he's not a no, no, he's, he's not a rah rah. No, no, yeah, right. Uh, but I would say he talks a lot about the impact that his fa- his wife and kids have had right, on him. Yep. Where he, you know, it's hard to get that caught up in what's yep. going on at the ballpark when you come home and you got two little right, babies yep, looking yep. at you. Uh, and he also talks a lot about this past injury. He would sit at home and watch the games with his son, uh, yeah. who's now getting to be, I think, six, eight years old, whatever it is, and has a lot of questions about baseball and wants to know about strategy. And he said, like, that was a lot of fun. Like, you realize <laughs> there's a lot going on here, too. Right. Uh, and then I just think, you know, early in his career, he had so many injuries, and he had so many people telling him so many different things. Well, too much pressure to be something. Well, that's true, too. Uh, but, like... There were years where they were telling him to bunt and hit ground balls. Yeah, yeah. There were years where they would change his stance every three weeks. There were years when they were telling him to go the opposite field. There were years when they were telling him to cut back on strikeouts and don't take big swings because you're going to be a leadoff guy. Yeah. Uh, and and once in a while he'd show a flash for a month or two. Sure. But the results were never there, and he was always injured. And I feel like starting three years ago, and certainly last year, and definitely this year, he bas- at some point he basically said, "Everybody, shut up! Right. I'm gonna do what I want to do here," yeah. uh, and it has worked or incredibly I, or I well. Figured it out. Right, and, and I do think it. you you mentioned this, but like you watch him at the plate, and he talked about this actually early in the season. I remember writing about it because I thought it, he gave some interesting quotes. Was like, he said basically, like, I realized, you know, late last year, early this year, my hands are so quick yeah. that like the advice people give doesn't apply to me a lot of the time. I can sit on a slider, and if they throw a slider, I can hit the crap out of it. And they, if they throw 95 on the black, Corbin Burns did that to right. him uh, yeah. in right. Milwaukee. Yep. He might win the Cy Young. Uh, Buxton took him the other way for a, for a home right. run on 95 on the black. And it's like, I can just react. I'm so gifted. And also, I'm my approach at the plate, he's never going to be a guy who draws you know, 100 walks a year or anything like that. But his approach at the plate has gotten so much better Uh and by the way, pitchers are pitching him a lot yeah. tougher than they used sure. to even, and and you still see it in the results. But uh, I mean, that, I that still leaves. I mean, the big questions about him are still. I mean, so all of that is sort of, you know, a baseline or a foundation for the big questions. The big questions being a, can he stay healthy, right? right? Which is you know still the big question. And I, I'm a little more hopeful about that than I was, in part because the stuff that he was injured with this year happened to him, not him. Doing stuff. Yeah, I, I think nobody nobody knows. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's a way to predict it. I mean, I no, think I don't, I don't the think fact that he's been injured previously makes him more likely to be injured yeah. uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. But the extent to which that's tied together, uh, particularly in some of the case, him getting hit in the hand by a pitch, yeah. does that make him more injury prone, or did he just get hit in the hand by a pitch? And then uh, I think the other question then is you, the big question is what's going to happen this offseason with Brian right. Buxton and. You know, does he get extended? Does he get traded? Is he is is he just going to play out his last year of right. arbitration? Uh, I mean, and that comes to another question that I want to talk about a little bit later in the show. Is you know, what does this offseason look like with the CBA right. still up in the air? You know, is is arbitration even the same thing? He's 27 years old. There's a proposal to uh, you know you don't become a free agent until you're 29 and a half right now. You know what I mean? That they, yeah. Although I, I'm I, gonna I, guess I, they would grandfather I'm people. I'm sure in. they would. I'm sure they would have some sort of yeah. methodology for that. Uh, that's probably one of the things they're dealing with. But anyway. Uh, I, okay, so they're just talking about some other stuff about the twins and just basically know what they're gonna do in the off season. But again, you can listen to that. I'm just giving you a synopsis on the season and stuff. So I'll play that audio for y'all. So, uh, so that's what it's going to. So that's what's going to happen there. There at the stuff going on that. So let me just. I think let me just see if we there's more to play in that audio. Let me just from the from the Glam and Geek show. I don't know the answer to those questions. Gone. He's one MVP, unanimous, I think. Then the third's a fun summer. Yeah. <laughs> I think we don't have any more to play right now. I was just gonna continue on. All right. So like I said, there's gonna be a lot of work to do in the Twins off season there. So also, they got this handbook. 
I would like to get and see here so it says so with this year's season handbook, break down the organization current WE present highlights key prizes who could make a quick impact. A news look at the panel with various spinners in there they real play up through examine of the cruiser buy boxes is then trade or retain. Oh, it's gonna be a stand. Prize the kind of as if a more hundred free and positions. Starting position of relief and shortstop or more. Exploring the trademark proposal. Who are the twins most likely to tell you to deal right out of arbitration eligibility players among the CBA and the goals and maybe impact in the season ahead. So that's going to be very much important stuff there. We're going to have to talk about all that and we'll be talking about all that there. So. So I gotta remember that I gotta buy I gotta buy this book because I, I do want to go over a lot of this. Let me just read the the, the introduction of this thing because give us a little preview here. Rebuild or reload is quite instantaneous question that dictate the direction of the cruisers offseason for the Minnesota. They never expect to find themselves here. Aiming at a third straight division title in the 2021, the team instead knows that an obliviation splintering. Swittering through one of the most disappointing seasons in franchise history. The unexpected collapse was driven by parts of a series of failed moves from the last offseason. Alice Comey, Jay Hab, Matthew Adoral, Tim Simmons, Hassel Robos, the, uh, from the front office could seem to do no right. As is the winner, er, the Twins got a fresh slate and a shot of redemption with a full pitching staff to rebuild. Nearly from script, well, everything from script, and a lack of ink. They got plenty of work to do. That's is to say, you got plenty of work to do. In the original spirit of the hot city hammer, we're putting you in the shoes of Minnesota general manager. The company pays me of the information and intel about the option market and various options to address the need. We should pay up parameter, roster decision, trade possibilities, and more. Once you take in it all and form your own privacy, you can handle the interim to a transparent and craft your own vision for 2022. We build, reload. We gotta do, a, we gotta do a lot of things on that team because that team. Roll. Time we go. Give me a second, I think I need to get in here. Oh. Here, here it is. So, we, this is the kind of work we have to do. This is gonna work. We have so they set it up like this. So you may want to check that out at the twins bill. Okay, now what was I? Will I'm only gonna spend a little bit about Will Smith. I'm only gonna spend a little bit of time of Will Smith thing. The last thing I was gonna talk about last week, y'all been knowing about Will Smith and how everybody knows that. Jay Pickett Smith was known for fucking with Des Bellinger when he was 14 years old. His mom came out and interviewed. Wonder, wonder why there's no outrage about that. Hmm. Everyone seems to be quiet about that. And oh, it's just it's just going off the side. No one no one talks about it. Nobody talks. Nobody talks about Will Smith done with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, that's okay. That's very interesting. No no outrage. He's a great actor, but you know, he's he's been you know, he's hey, you know with Epstein, you know. Which we we know you're that's child predatory behavior which you are engaged in. You might make some good movies and stuff, like some good action, but you know, at the end personality you, you have you have a weird character, you mean with someone who's a child rapist and you know, the the typical nine yards and nine yards and, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
So what else do I think? Um. No, let's talk. No, also they talk about this red table talk. <laughs> That's another thing about Will Smith and his. They talked about here about uh, red table talk. Okay, I'm gonna read this part here. First floor, for right into social media also comes with a time. Uh, time. When he and Pickett Smith had become a more transparent and vulnerable couple, which I respect the vulnerability, the transparent. You should be. There's some things you should be transparent if you want to be. So we know what we what we're dealing with. Red Table Talk, the Facebook show hold by Pickett Smith, is a close that the digital age has rolled over when adopted with one plan of broadcast. I put different messy comments about love, sex, drug, and everything else. Ovens on the dial, Will and, and Pickett's mother. <laughs> well, I want to. You better look. You better look. Um, Steve Stacey's Eve. Shout out to Steve Stacey. I was watching. Some footages I watched. The, I watched. He showed some images about Will Smith's kids. Very interesting how Will Smith kids would go out here and act like a straight fool. And have no accountability to anything. No accountability. No, no accountability. Nothing. They don't have anything to offer. It's very, very. So. It's very, 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 very tough to to watch. That type of messy show where oh uh, this mess this messy all messy Smith appears on so it's always some stupid shit going on I'm special with that. August, I guess. Thing. How, how we? I will. How, how about we talk about that? Yeah, when Jay was fucking around with a young twenty-two years. Oh, don't that? Don't that? Don't you? Don't you believe that? Does Bellinger of what he said about you? Um, Pickett Smith. Oh, of course it does. It it makes a okay. It makes a lot of sense now. Oh, it's very interesting. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Oh, to me, it did. Fucking around with a little child. <laughs> wow, wow! Don't that don't that get interesting? No, that doesn't get interesting at all. That's just very very sick perverted behavior. It just has no depth to it, no background, no backbone to it. There's nothing else that you can do about it. So. Very much hard to hear that. So that's why. Very, very difficult to, to know what was going on with that situation. So you got to be aware of your surroundings on, uh, on that. So... So that's where... Um, Okay, so that's basically a little bit the part two I wanted to really talk about there. So we got, okay, what is the next story I want to talk about? Oh, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got something to, I got, I got, I got, I got something, I got, I got something to play.
I got something to play. Uh, uh. Here's what I want to do. I want to play the all intros, okay? Then I'll play some... I want to play some 94 and 96. I want to play some of the intros first. Okay? Ready to create a website quickly. Oh, hold on. So I don't all these videos. That's one of them we'll play. That's the 99 intro. Now, now I'm gonna play the one from my high school years. His, my middle school. You heard it. Rap City is back. <laughs> you know, of all the freestyles. I watched the rap scene. You had Foxy, you had Trina, you had all your favorite rappers on TV rapping all the time. But I see a little bit of the previews that they're having tomorrow. They they had this 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 19-year-old um girl, Young Dev, which Young Dev is a good lyricist. That's a lyricist that you run in hip hop. Okay, that is a lyricist you want. So that's why, if you want to know what Rhapsody is, let's see. You have to understand that you have Chris Thomas, Joel Clare, Lesbian. Big Ticket to, is going to rebrand it for them. So they're going to have it tomorrow night. And I'm going to read the, the, um, the Corrupt Ebony magazine. Let's read. Don Simpson announced relaunching the video. So, a rap scene make a brief comment. 25 years as a say, BT program during the 80s and 90s of return. Don Simpson, the legendary host, and uh, made an official note. I've been waiting for this about 25 videos. So, how many people over the years have said that I remember and I told I would today is official right now. So, they're going to bring back videos. So, um, the 25 videos. So, so from June 26, 1980 to September 19, popular show. So they had midnight show because that's what took over. Because uh, they had this show first, but then they also had um later that show. But this is this is real black. This is real black excellence. We had that is our own media, which we've given it away to the designers, Jews at Viacom. And, and that's such a shame. Well, we should. That's why I say Bob Johnson, all these Negroes, they don't deserve our respect. Those Bob Johnson, all these bootlegs, they don't deserve our respect. They don't. Because you, you sold this network to Senator Redstone. Exiles you. 
You sold it to this man, and look what he did to our network. Look what they look, look what they did. Destroy BT News. Destroy that. Um, put out all this, all these hits pieces on black people. It's sick. What we what we've allowed BT. Look how they destroy AJ and Free's career. <laughs> Which Wendy Williams is a bootlicking kill. That's why they. That's why they love when. That's why these Negroes love Wendy Williams. They love Wendy Williams because she's gonna do that. They put and they gave her a nightly spot before on BET before they took it off the air. They did. They definitely destroyed Monique show. They've been destroying Monique for years. I might not like the professionals and all that stuff, but still, they were destroying Monique, and I stood by Monique when they were going after Lee Daniel, Oprah, and. Because Oprah was destroying that show, and it's all fact. Because Oprah was messing up her money. And that, and, and that, I see the situation radical, which it ties into nationhood, and I agree with all that. But when we take a look at this, they had a, they planned this. To destroy Monique. I remember when she was hosting the BET Awards in 2003 and 2004, and the Parkers. Monique is a dope-ass person. I love Monique. It's just what they, what BT did, the the Viacom BT. It's just a, that's that's why they let Tyler Perry. All his shows get to run rampant on BT, run rampant on BT, and nothing happens to him. All the skills come, but they have to take Monique's show. It's on purpose. It's on fucking purpose. They purposely t want that show, and they want that show. They want, they want, they want a show. They want, they want that show on there. They love, they, they, they love shows. Okay. So that's why they, they like, that's why they like that type of stuff. So there, here we go. So let me give you my favorite ones. I um, perhaps I did like the Ludacris's one did well, but the one I really like was that Lloyd Banks one. <sighs> Lloyd Banks's one, killer lyricist. And there's another one I do like the draw. Um, they did a good job on that when they had that boo where you started freestyling. I always liked the way they were all rapping. All that it was making this. Want to love the culture, love the hip hop culture, and I, you never, you barely never get bored when you watch Rhapsody Base. I never get bored, but I gotta, I gotta give it credit. It's coming back for one night, just to to get a taste of what everything that's taking place. So it's gonna. So that's why. Okay. So I think having wraps and I will do a full synopsis on Wednesday and what I think about it. So I'll be watching it and then tomorrow on Wednesday I'll have you a full take on it. Okay. Last thing. Y'all know about Facebook today. I can't do the current event show on there, but I will post the current event show of the podcast up here today. I'll post that. That's all gonna be posted. Once the I'll post it up here. You'll get it to if I do get it later tonight. I will. Okay. Locked out and totally down. Facebook's the massive outage. A prolonged global outage. Facebook as, as the company's engine is going to fix and one day it's in California. According to two people from the city, they always begin. It began at 11.40 Eastern Monday and brought down all Facebook apps, including Instagram and WhatsApp, globally affecting billions of users and millions of advertisers. Inside Facebook, out had broken near all the internal systems employees used to communicate. Several outreach told the verse they resorted to talking through their work, provided outlook at emails since Facebook mainly runs the internal versions of the social network that is currently not accessible, but while Employees can't email each other. They can't send address. So, 
It's not even worth reading the whole thing. Not reading the whole thing. Because, you see, Facebook, it it's down because it's your scandals are can come out how you were using it to, to corrupt. And also, what I was saying about the Facebook whistleblower, in the Facebook whistleblower case, Oh, she went to testify to Congress that Haven publicly revealed herself to be the official whistleblower during the end of the CBS television program is on Sunday. Thirty-seven year old thousand pages as some which the Washington used to power series of fable know about the on the mental health of his teenagers. See, there you go. How it's destroying their self-esteem. Yeah, the social these these social media networks are all about destroying your child's self-esteem. Of course, of course. They say, and and that's also be, and also because that's the cop-out story. That's one part of it. But the real thing is because of your jab, your your COVID jabs don't work, and you're covering up. They say taking out all the. And that's why you guys are so scamming to get people to take that shot. Okay. That's all I have today. So. So I want you to enjoy this music. Let's continue. See you later. Thank you. 